Welcome to Impetus Podcast. Today, we bring you a brand new episode of Expert Speak, where our panelists share powerful insights on everything cloud, data, analytics, and AI. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, joining this uh, podcast session uh, from Impetus uh, Technologies. Uh, really welcome each of you to this uh, session uh, from the data science side of uh, Impetus uh, uh, that work we do on various uh, uh, aspects of uh, AI and machine learning. And today's uh, focus is on image analytics. So uh, I really appreciate you joining the call today. And I would also like to welcome my colleague, uh, Richa Pathak, uh, who's a uh, senior analytics engineer uh, in the data science uh, practice team. And my name is Ravi uh, Shankar Vallabhajashila. I head the data science practice team at Impetus. And we will be covering various aspects of image analytics and uh, how that's relevant uh, today, uh, primarily given the large amount of unstructured data and uh, the methodologies uh, uh, that can be applied to these kind of data sets, uh, primarily to enable uh, enterprises to derive value of uh, from uh, such data. So uh, welcome, Richa. Uh, hi, Thank Ravi. you for uh, joining this uh, today's uh, session. What I wanted to take this uh, as an opportunity was to discuss with you uh, the work we are doing in this uh, space uh, of uh, image analytics and how it applies to uh, enterprises and uh, why it is such an important component uh, that as part of digital transformation from enterprises. So maybe if you can just talk about the kind of work uh, you are doing in this area and how it's impacting enterprises and how it's affecting the digital transformation that would be uh, very helpful for the audience. Sure, Ravi. So in... Uh... In data science, if we talk about the research, so primarily we are able to do the research depending upon the availability of the data. Now in image analytics, it's all about unstructured data, which is available in the form of videos, audios, primarily images that help us to create the importance of image analytics domain. Like for example, talking about the uh, mobile phones, we are taking pictures on a daily basis. If you went to a trip or somewhere, that automatically becomes a data which we can use for object detection. On the same lines, if we try to increase the amount of training data, then we can do that with data augmentation. And supporting Python, we have a lot of packages available. Like we have OpenCV, we have PIL, that is Python Imaging Library. So they all facilitate data augmentation. And on top of that, on the fly also, we can use TensorFlow and Keras, which will save our storage cost. So the maximum research are done in these directions, and the models are Highly models are available with a high of the accuracy across all the verticals, which can we can just train those models with the minimal transfer learning. So taking as some example of like uh, oil and gas industries, so we have different uh, PNID symbols, we have different uh, uh, process flow diagrams, in which we need to identify text, we need to identify symbols, different characters, for which we need to use this image analytics or like these making these. PNID searchable is a huge task, which costs like billions uh, from a business perspective. So that's where we can use such type kind of techniques. For example, in pharma also, right now people are using this patient registration form as their input data, making this searchable and just uh, helping them with those things create a huge impact. So on the same lines, uh, sort of any other domain which you can just highlight with this thing. Yeah, sure, uh, Richard. No, thank you for sharing uh, uh, your uh, experience in these uh, areas. Oil and gas, for sure, has benefited significantly from uh, 
you know, image analytics just because of the amount of data they collect. And similarly, I think even transportation is being impacted primarily, as you can imagine, uh, driverless cars use a lot of uh, cameras to detect uh, uh, passengers, uh, detect uh, uh, you know, pedestrians and various other objects on the road for avoiding collisions and so forth. And uh, even in, uh, for example, manufacturing is a very important, uh, uh, you know, uh, use case, primarily because uh, if you think of uh, uh, bottling plants where you have to uh, detect uh, any potential failures. So there are cameras collecting information and uh, using that to trigger an alert if there's uh, something that's not right. And this can happen in real time as well. So there are a lot of use cases across uh, many uh, many industries. And another area also is, uh, for example, the retail industry, which is uh, using uh, camera uh, data, data from various cameras to help optimally uh, locate various uh, things in the shop floor. Uh, though retail is currently under a lot of pressure uh, due to the COVID situation, uh, but uh, that's helping various use cases in uh, you know uh, even construction and many other areas. So so we talked about various industries and use cases. So in general, uh, do you see any um, potential uh, ways of uh, uh, obtaining this data uh, from various sources because enterprises tend to have uh, this data in silos and uh, and often this data uh, is also historical. So extracting information from this data is very uh, important. So uh, can you speak about any uh, such uh, uh, you know experiences uh, dealing with uh, large amounts of data, uh, image data? And the approaches. Yes, Ravi. So primarily while working on the image analytics, so how we extract the information. So right now, we primarily try to use the deep learning algorithms which are available and going with the state of the art. So like we have resonated. So these are the architecture which help us to do the feature extraction quite effectively and in a speedy manner. And the accuracy which comes from these network is quite a good. So starting like initially people used to go with the VGG net. But now ResonNet is like from last few years, it's been at the top. And primarily, we have also used these type of network for one of our like uh, oil and gas company. So it's a big for, for Fortune 500 company for which we have done this work. And also the some of the primary impact which we got while working of this one. So we need to handle with some kind of a pre-processing part. And we need to deal with the uh, challenges that we are facing with the images. But yes, if you talk about the network, then we have used the ResNet and faster RCN. That's what I propose because that would give a good accuracy. Sure. So to any other, yeah. Please go ahead. So any other network which you have came across because primarily when we have worked on it, so we have tried to use the topmost tool like ResNet or the Inception Net. Yeah, there is a lot of other architectures and I believe there are also research that's ongoing on expanding that for various use cases. Uh, and that is something that we can also cover uh, in more detail, uh, perhaps in a uh, detailed webinar on technical aspects of uh, uh, these architectures as well. And uh, also, you know, uh, deploying these on hardware uh, is also relevant aspect because uh, training the models is one thing, but also managing these models and having them, uh, you know, work in, uh, in predicting and uh, detecting objects uh, specifically when uh, the data is be, is being captured in real time is uh, is always going to be 
a challenge. So model management, I see also as another aspect uh, that's relevant here. Uh, so any challenges or uh, any other uh, issues you see with the data or the methodologies uh, to improve accuracy and how can, uh, how can uh, you know, our expertise help in this area? Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, yes, Ravi. So uh, talking about the deep learning algorithm, so they are like primarily more focused upon the accuracy. And but when we provide the images, so generally though they don't deal with like image pre-processing. But I consider it to be the very important part of it because like sharing one of my experience with the pharma industry. So what they were doing is they were taking the images uh, manually, like a person is sitting and he is clicking the photo. So because of this, a lot of challenges came into image. Like for example, uneven background. We had huge lightning effect. Right. And another aspect is since person is taking the photo, so it was blur and a belt of tilt also. So in this case, what I felt is so rather than the model, we need to build a very strong image pre-processing system, which can help us to those things. So I would suggest like we have a multiple packages available. We just need to explore them like we have OpenCV. And uh, also, depending upon the data, so we need we should binarize the image and uh, we should use some kind of a thresholding, depending upon the depending upon the output that we want to achieve, uh, going with along with the Gaussian distribution. So that's what we did. And for tilt also, we kind of applied some kind of a transformation. But going forward, some other challenges which we faced was like uh, with the high resolution images. So can you please throw some light on that one? How to deal such kind of challenges? Sure. Yeah, usually these, uh, and today's, uh, for example, images tend to be a really high resolution because the cameras support them as well. So you could potentially, you know, think of, uh, uh, you know, splitting the images and creating more uh, images with standard uh, resolution like 400 by 500 or 500 by 500 uh, pixels. So you essentially can uh, use those snip, uh, snipped images as well for uh, training your uh, algorithm and uh, essentially be able to capture uh, the uh, objects or identify various things on uh, such images. So there, there are, there, in fact, uh, we are uh, looking into a couple of use cases uh, for some of our customers right now. One is, for example, uh, identifying various expenses on uh, expense reports using image analytics because this is a, a important problem, especially in, in COVID time, there are a lot of, uh, customers uh, that are also submitting, uh, you know, either invalid or uh, fraudulent uh, receipts. Uh, and this is uh, not a, um, you know, major problem, but it's definitely an issue for enterprises uh, today, uh, especially in, in in situation due to COVID. Uh, so identifying such uh, likelihood of fraud is, uh, is using image genetics is also something that we are pursuing. So these images also tend to be high resolution. These are basically images with expenses and merchant names and uh, this kind of information, which has to be tallied and uh, correlated against a database of expenses. So if when you find something with uh, incorrect data, then that gets flagged. So so there are also other use cases I see potentially uh, one with uh, oil and gas you mentioned. Uh, so one potential use case is to detect uh, uh, maybe a flame occurring in a, in a processing plant before uh, it is actually shows up on the uh, this, the controller screen primarily because you know uh, the cameras can capture and if you have infrared cameras as well they can capture the speed, the heat signature as well so uh, this can show up uh, much before on the controller screen uh, because uh, 
the control only sees the affected flows and pressures and various other sensors which get impacted by the heat. Uh, but actually seeing the flame is something that cameras can do and that can help oil and gas cost, uh, companies save really a lot of uh, time uh, in dealing with such situations. So, so there are a lot of uh, applications. Uh, right. And Sorry, go ahead. No, so just I was wondering if like uh, with this such a huge amount of applications, so how we see this uh, image analytics going in next 10 years? Yeah, so there are various uh, directions that uh, this I see uh, this uh, going forward. In fact, I see uh, this uh, having a lot of benefit in terms of uh, uh, how users are going to uh, derive value from images uh, that they themselves collect or the image enterprises uh, are using to collect and also with IoT increasing uh, the adoption of IoT and uh, you know uh, image analytics at edge is also something that's going to grow significantly. Uh, though right now cloud services are playing a key role uh, in this. Uh, I see also the the uh, availability of low cost uh, edge devices as also very effective way of enhancing. So other aspects related to this also uh, I see potential. Uh, with uh, you know deep fakes that are happening in the current situation, uh, there are a lot of ways to create fake images, uh, and that has a potential to disrupt an enterprise's ability to serve its customers. So it can affect their brand as well. And besides, and outside enterprises, you also see today image analytics and deep fakes having a, an impact on society. So ways to work around that and identifying uh, such potential fraud. Uh, fraudulent images before before it actually becomes a problem is also another direction I see uh, various benefits. And uh, I'll also ask you to comment on the same, you know, to see what uh, ben- what you see uh, in the next 10 years or so. Uh, so that will help our audience also connect with some of their problems and use cases that they see. Uh, sure, Ravi. So I feel it like image analytics is uh, at its height and along with if we try to I mean, if we try to combine that one with the other domains, so for example, if I try to combine image and NLP, so these are the two domains which always work hand by hand. And right now, both are doing the progress at its peak. So for example, if we talk about the most recent algorithms of image analytics that we discussed, and along with that, if we talk about the natural language generation capabilities that we are getting from the BERT and the recent GPT, so they are giving it height of like from, if I give a very basic example of image captioning, and if we can compare it, like initially people used to do that using the LSTM, but now people are more pronounced that they can use this uh, GPT along with this image analytics work, and they, we can just generate the generate the text only by giving the image. So such kind of facilities are also coming, which can just enhance its work in down the line ten years. And along with that, anyway, we can use the image work in our uh, augmented reality and the virtual reality. So that's the another domain which is coming. Very nice. That's true. Yeah, I see that also uh, having a key role in data visualization and uh, enabling enterprises to derive value and help their customers. So uh, thank you, Richard. This is a very uh, interesting discussion and uh, really appreciate uh, everyone who's listening in to, uh, for their time. And uh, uh, we are welcome to reach us uh, at podcast at impetus.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at the rate impetus, I-M-P-E-T-U-S dot com. And we'll be happy to hear from you. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you again. And thank you once again, Richa. So thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Do follow us to stay connected as we help you unravel the data, cloud, analytics, and AI puzzle. You can also look us up on LinkedIn and Twitter or visit our website, www.impetus.com. Meanwhile, we hope you take good care of yourself and stay safe during these unprecedented times. Thank you for listening and watch this space for our next episode.